Welcome to the Double Deuce Podcast, an amazing show that lasts only 22 minutes and is for you, the listener. So soak it up. So here are your two big beer hosts, Will Averill and Nelson. Hey, Will, hit the timer. And we're in. Double Deuce. The Deuce episode, the one after last episode. I'm not even yep. 266. Exactly. You know, a week a week from the live show this Saturday, two sixty seven. That's right. Come to the live show, eight o'clock on Zoom. Look at the event for details. It's gonna yeah. be great. We're gonna have fun. Yep. And if you didn't catch that, even we'll say it again at the end. We recorded something because we forgot last time, and we're just gonna tack it on the end of this one because we're like we'll forget again, but we didn't. Look at us. Look at us not forget. This week we're gonna do some um, actual like productive stuff that's gonna help real people in the real world. We decided we were gonna talk a little bit about NaNoWriMo and writing and video games. I mean, actual things that actual people do, you know, esoteric mm-hmm. nonsense about Teddy Roosevelt being mischievous. Real things for the real world. But first, well, that's still real world. I mean, like, what if you were trying to bet on who's going to win the president's race at the Nationals game? Like, you should know that, that you know, George Washington breaks out hard to the right at the beginning of the race, and Teddy Roosevelt's mischievous. Like, that's stuff you would want to know. All right. All right. I guess you got a point. I'm gonna. I'm gonna see. Deer. Gambling's legal in some states. Will like people. People bet on everything. Maybe they bet on that, and like someone's like, "Ooh, I, I didn't know that." And then when they get a chance to bet, they're gonna be like, "Hmm, Teddy Roosevelt is mischievous." Did you know in the UK you can actually place a bet at Ladbrokes on whether or not it's gonna be a white Christmas? Um, they they actually that's something you can actually bet on is is if if it's gonna be a white Christmas. Interesting great but you can bet on it yeah i was about to say like how much are you really can you really get i mean if you get a white christmas i think you get maybe like a buck 20 your pound 25 to your one it's depending on how many people bet it which way and then how it but i can't think the odds are particularly great one way or the other oh it's But anyway, uh, so I did nano. <laughs> I like that's something that sounds whimsical and fun, like until you think about it for a second. And you're like, I guess it's still whimsical and fun in a way, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there you go. Go to England, bet on. Bet Already on- take the fun out of Christmas and gambling. Yeah. Hey, can I just uh, like just tell you that that um I thought that British Christmas music was really bad the whole eight years I was there, but then um coming back here I got nostalgic for it. So I actually found there is a Spotify British Christmas hits list, and I put it on the other day, and I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? Are not some of the ones that we are familiar with British? Some of them, but you know, there are quite a few. Like, like I guess the, they probably have a lot. Of, they've got some some people that we haven't heard of singing some of these songs, at the very least. Yeah, and and they really dig on the non. You know, we kind of have that traditional list of like traditional carols, mm-hmm. and they don't do those so much. They do they they do like a Christmas hit every year. That's and so, right. And will like sing a new Christmas song. So there are all these they like Eurovision Christmas. Yeah, exactly. There are all these bad, you know, Euro trash bands uh, singing these these one hit wonders. Um, 
and I, I encourage you to look it up and listen to it, dear listeners, uh, to give yourself a kind of a cultural taste of England. Um, but I wouldn't listen to it for too long, and I wouldn't listen. I mean, to I'm sure that that all, every single one of them is better than Christmas shoes. So, what's your least favorite Christmas song? Christmas shoes. Okay, what's your most favorite Christmas song? Um, hmm. If you don't say Carol of the Bells, you're wrong. I mean, that's a good one. Yeah. I like an old holy night. That's a good one. That's all right. I mean, I know it's probably bad to say that because it's like a religious one and you're supposed to be like, oh. They kind of all are technically. Yeah. (laughs) Unless it's just about Santa. But even then, if it's it's still about Christmas keys in the name i guess because they took a lot of pagan stuff and and salted it with it with with the pagan stuff that's still a religion too you didn't answer my question i mean i i I threw one out there that was that was maybe i haven't really thought about my my favorite i feel like that's one that's the one i throw out a lot if someone's like like gun to your head tell me we're gonna put on some christmas music what do you want to listen to nelson I mean, like, whatever. It's it's fucking Christmas music. I'm not necessarily going to be like, I have to hear this one song if you're going to play Christmas music. It's Man. just like, yeah, put on some Christmas music, I guess. Like, there's there's lots, there's there's all kinds of streams of just here's some Christmas music. I'll be like, go for it, man. Go for it. You're not like, I it's need a, It's a thing that I like listening to in, in, in the, for this, like, month or, or so. Like, may, maybe not even. It's generally about, like, a week or two into December where I'm like, oh, man, I should listen to a little Christmas music. And then, you know, kind of after Christmas, at least within a day or so, I'm like, all right. And then I kind of don't touch it again for a year. It kind of helps keep it a little bit so, like, it doesn't get that old, I guess, when you only listen to it a little bit once a year. Right, right. But it's also why, you know, I don't have super strong opinions, except that, like I said, I don't like Christmas shoes. When I worked at Borders uh, and, and Doug Weaver was the manager, and, yeah, I'm calling you out, Doug Weaver. I'm calling you out on this. He used to make us listen to goddamn Vince Guaraldi's Peanuts Christmas on like as we were supposed to have a six disc changer, but I swear that fucker just put in that one disc, and so it was all Peanuts Christmas. I mean, that's just gonna get old. It, one one disc of anything is gonna. Yeah, get old. no, it was. I, I feel like a Vince Guaraldi Peanut Christmas. That's that's delightful, but it wouldn't be delightful for like an entire shift every shift for weeks. Like my 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 genitalia recede into my body cavities. Mm-hmm. When I hear that Christmas time, it's Christmas time, Christmas time, like that song. It's funny that you heard it so many times, but you're still not strong about how the lyrics go. I don't, I don't, I, <laughs> I never, I tried to, to, you got the gist. I went to my <laughs> place, I went to my happy place, which mm-hmm. is a summer place, by the way, not a winter place, not a mm-hmm. Christmas fantasy land with gingerbread men and candy canes everywhere. No, it's it's a brook that was up above Apple Valley Farm when we went in this hot in August, and I put my feet in the brook, and it was really nice, and it had nothing to do with Christmas and nothing to do with Vince Guaraldi's Christmas. I feel like I still have uh, certain uh, movie trailers from a period of time stuck in my head because they used to have the like the VHS tape of previews 
that was like an hour long that would just keep running and sometimes it would even have like a trailer like at the beginning and end ish like twice you know uh but at the six because there was the tvs right at the back but there wasn't that much there was like the the box office was open to the lobby to the concession stand to the office that you had the door open a lot because you were just keeping an eye on the lobby and so you would just hear the same fucking uh i don't know 12 12 to 20 trailers like a bunch of times a day constantly and uh i feel like so like the you know the the trailer for runaway bride is my vince garaldi's christmas <laughs> <laughs> or uh the perfect storm yeah oh yeah yeah that's, that's especially right. like the i the, the i i know just and i've seen that movie like i don't know twice but i know like the lines from the trailer that aren't in the movie because we were like oh that's not in here that's fucked up <laughs> we've been <laughs> quoting that to each other for months <laughs> <laughs> that's his but yeah like there's a weird like there's a group of people i know that it, we will we will still quote <laughs> uh that fucking that movie at each other and it's just because of the trailer <laughs> i like it i like it well um <laughs> i feel like i feel like we we're, we're, we're gonna hit the writing tips pretty hard but we've already used about half the episode but True. Then, let's hit, let's we, hit them twice as hard then yeah, yeah, I did we did uh, NaNoWriMo and uh and I got I completed it this year which was exciting. Thank you all. Thank you very much. 50,000 words in a month. Um because remember, I think I told you the story of how I accidentally got the paycheck from Sunflower Publishing which is why we're doing so many nice sponsorships for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have the the Will's drunk quote uh, puppet quote corner. You know what we should do that right now. Uh Will's drunk puppet quote uh corner brought to you by sunflower publishing here it is i haven't told him anything scientists get spooked easily yep that was it that, that's the sunflower publishing that's sunflowerpub.com for all your publishing needs bringing you the wills drunk puppet drop oh uh, hey we will run out of these eventually but until we do that's the what that's what's happening <laughs> let's not forget uh our other sponsor uh applebee's applebee's yeah. uh, what's our ad for applebee's this week um uh, applebee's you know i just here's i feel like okay you know applebee's <laughs> is that it <laughs> yeah like, like i was like what do you say about apple and like honestly it's like it gets hard to put the to put enough thought into Applebee's to come up with some even just spur of the moment off the top of my head sometimes it's like god what do you say about Applebee's even like what is there to say about Applebee's and then I'm like I guess that's in and of itself yeah like what I understand I understand those nuns at the beginning of sound of music trying to come up with with ads for Applebee's it's like what do you do with it like Jesus like but I can't send Applebee's away until we get that money like uh, I'm stuck in this situation. I, I can't. Ju- I just can't make. I can't make Applebee's go raise some guy's kids somewhere. Like which, we're this an albatross. Applebee's is an albatross around our necks. Which version of Sound of Music are you are you watching that has that nuns are trying to make an ad for Applebee's? No, they're trying to get rid of Maria. I feel like you, you know, like how do you solve a problem like Maria? It's like how do you solve a problem like Applebee's? Is what I'm saying. Uh, I was trying to say it in not as many words. I was probably not getting elucidating enough about what what I was talking about there. Yeah, no, I was very confused. I bet so. 
I think I wasn't the only one. If you were confused too, hashtag double deuce confused. What, hashtag what you talking about, Nelson? Or hashtag I know what Nelson's talking about. If you knew what I was talking about, let's see how this comes. Let's see how this comes around. Let's see how many people uh, how many people connected the dots on that that stream of consciousness. But anyway, I completed NaNoWriMo <laughs> thanks in a large part to some of the best writing advice I've ever gotten. And this was from from Jack. Uh, I was like, hey, I'm having some trouble writing this thing. And she's like, well, writing's really pretty simple. Let me tell you how you do it. And, and I thought, okay, that's interesting because she's not a writer. And it seemed a little bit patronizing that she was going to tell me how to do it. And she's like, it's just, it's really simple. It's just two steps. You think about it and then you write it down. Mm -hmm. Sometimes even, you know, you, you kind of, start doing two even without a whole lot of one yeah you can you can skip but yeah my friend harry also noted that from the uk he, he's like you don't like even if, you, if you're if it's time to do some writing and you haven't got one down just start doing two and uh see what happens exactly and and honestly you know uh it worked it worked because what i did was when i would get stuck i would think about it and then i then i would write something down and that, uh, that's something I try because I don't I didn't do NaNoWriMo I haven't done NaNoWriMo in a while I'm a little rustier at, at getting writing stuff done but when I do try to do a little bit I definitely try to be like of, of certain things that I might be working on I might be like uh what's this fucking characters and scene that probably would go in here let's just fucking run with it and then i can plug it in later and and tweak it into wherever it would go to make it work or just get rid of it if it doesn't work or figure out something that would be better in trying to like work these characters through uh, a thing that would likely be coming up if not i want to have come up in this story yeah not not feeling uh the need to write sequentially i think is is a is a handy trick that I think even though it's pretty obvious <coughs> that you can get caught up in the moment and forget about it. So that's always a, that's always a good way to go. I'd like to give a plug to a, a podcast that I like about writing quite a bit, which is um, my, my English friend, Tim Clare's uh, death by a thousand cuts. Uh, and it is basically, it's kind of got a, a three prong attack. It's like some of the episodes are talks with, with authors and those are kind of fun. Some mm -hmm. of them are uh, sort of dissections of people's first pages of, of their novels or their, or their stories. Um, and those are really helpful because he kind of goes through and does the line by line edit. And then the third one is, it's just sort of him rambling about writing, which is uh, kind of fun. It's sometimes mm -hmm. hit or miss, but it's usually pretty, pretty amusing. He's a fairly loquacious fellow. He, mm -hmm. he, he knows a lot of words and he uses them. Um, quite well, and uh, they're, they're, it's a fun little podcast, so I would highly recommend you check it out, and they've got a couch to 80K writing exercise, which is 100 days of 10-minute writing exercises designed to kind of keep you, get you thinking about longer-term writing projects, mm -hmm. so, which I'm doing right now. I'm on day 12. Uh, I started it after Nano, and uh, or sort of mid-Nano, and uh, I'm enjoying it. That's something I need to dig around with more. Doing some, uh, been trying to set better schedule stuff for myself with working from home and all that. Trying to be like, there's got to be a way to fit in some time for some, at least, uh, 
a little bit every day or most days. I feel like every day can sometimes be a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's, a, it's, it's, it's hard to expect yourself to be able to do it every day, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, that's the reason I like that. I feel like you need to be able to like, I, I feel like I remember even back when I was doing a lot more writing when I was in like grad school and shit, I would still try to do like a uh, five days a week was kind of a, and they don't necessarily have to be set in stone, which five they are. It was just kind of a starting on Monday, like just be running with it. And like, you, you need to hit five. So if you need a day off, take it. But, well, and the nice thing about Nano is remembering how much time you actually do have. I mean, I ended up being really super productive um, and doing most of my writing actually in the mornings because Ollie was getting me up at at five and or five thirty, and usually I would just like look at my phone and dick around during that time. Mm-hmm. But I had a, made a conscious effort to kind of try to write from about five to about or about five thirty to seven or whatever, and that's when I knock out the majority of my words. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 all a matter of. I, I think it's it's a it's a nice reminder that you can you can find the time if you need it. But I think yeah. it's but it's it's easier to to try to find. It's a good idea to try to find some times earlier in the day. I feel like if you try to put that stuff at the end of the day, it's harder to get it done because a lot of times you you feel a little drained, and it's something that is real hard to try to get moving when you're feeling drained. You need a little bit of something together, whether. It, it's like have a cup of coffee or like it's a little bit earlier in the day and you're firing a little bit harder. You're not just like, okay, I just did work and kid and all the things that you do in a day. And now I need to try to do some writing. And sometimes you're like, I got nothing coming because I've already used my energy up for the day. But I know morning. I, I remember I would, it was like morning and afternoon were the times that I would, it would be like, uh, like a little while after I got up and then, yeah, like sometime in the afternoon or days where like, especially I wasn't working or days when I was, cause back the job I used to have when I did a lot more writing, I would have more free time during my day at work. So there was always some, a little bit of downtime in the kind of afternoon time where I could get a little bit done. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think it's, it's definitely mornings for me. Definitely. Especially these days because of the early hours. There's yeah. Like- there's not much else going on. It's pretty pretty focused time. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you go. Well, hey, you wanted to talk a little bit about a video game. You said you wanted to do video game corner on this one. So oh yeah, I just uh, I feel like I haven't played a lot of video games in a while. But there's I was uh, there you know there's like some Black Friday sales, so I picked a couple things up that I haven't gotten to yet. But one just on a whim is did you ever see? I know, I remember seeing it come out a couple years ago. This game called Man Eater. Where you're just a you're a fucking shark. Uh, no, it's kind of, it's it's a little open world ish. It's still it's not like open ocean, but it's you're like uh, yeah, you're like a shark, and it starts where you're like this shark like like busting out into this cove, and you're just eating a whole lot of people, and then like the, the shark hunters come, and there's like this insane like shark hunting on like discovery channel kind of show that is running. You see like the intro to and shit. And there's this, this shark hunting guy who like hunts you down in the beginning, but then like cuts you open and there's a baby in there. And then like that baby eats the guy's hand and gets off the boat after he like cuts it with a knife to like scar its head. And then that baby's you. And so now I'm in, in the bayou, like eating, like fighting fish and gators and eating them and getting bigger so I can get my revenge. <laughs> <laughs> and it's wild especially i like how it's like you start out like 
full-powered shark go on a fucking rampage. So I'm just, like, attacking boats. I'm, like, just coming up and jumping on a boat and, like, eating two people and, like, jumping off <laughs> so I can get some more oxygen and just, like, just smashing them and uh, going through. I, I jumped I jumped and snatched a guy off of a jet ski as he was going by, and I was like, that was amazing. Uh, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. And then, But then you got to grind a little bit of, like, oh, man, now I'm a baby shark and, like, things are tough. But I'm getting bigger. <laughs> It's it's fun. I liked it so far. It was super cheap. It's probably not super cheap anymore. I'm sure those sales are over. But uh, keep an eye out for it. it it's fun. I uh, I really want to get Assassin's Creed Valhalla because I, I very much enjoyed Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I do too. I still need to. I, I'm still need to play more Odyssey though. I feel like before I get Valhalla. I, I got to finish Odyssey. I've ma- I've made myself that deal. Plus, by the time I, I, I made that same deal of you know what get get Valhalla when it's cheaper and you've played Odyssey because you, you're not going to play it right now. If you get it, <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing: apparently, you get to sack Norwich in it. Which oh is, man, <laughs> yeah, because it takes place in the Fens and you're going you're going a Viking in the in the Fens, and so you get to part of it is getting to sack Norwich, and I'm very excited about that. Oh man, that's awesome. Yeah, has, has Stefan played it? I don't know if you have <laughs> ask him. Hey, Stefan, have you played uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla? My friend Michael Hume from Norwich played it, and he very much enjoyed sacking his home city. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's he's, a, he's kind of a weird cat. It's like in Fallout 3 where you're in D.C., and I was like, huh, this is wild. Although <laughs> it's real condensed there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or at the uh, same time, it it felt fun to I to Wasteland Three because it was on uh it was on Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, and, uh, that was pretty fun. I liked Wasteland Three. I would recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh it's it's kind of the tactical battle, like uh a little like XCOM, but not quite as impossible as XCOM. But it's that same mm-hmm. sort of you know you have a set, set number of moves per turn, and you go kind of turn by turn on a grid um but yeah you get you you get some you get some rangers and uh and you go around colorado and it's like post-apocalyptic colorado but there's one character that uh is like this gangster warlord and he's trying to get back to kansas and you gotta help him or kill him one of the two uh (laughs) you help him he goes back and becomes those are always the options (laughs) comes back supreme comes back and becomes the supreme overlord of kansas i thought that was kind of hilarious <laughs> but uh yeah so the was, supreme overlord of kansas owes you a favor <laughs> yeah pretty much uh and that was apparently our time and we 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 were worried if we were going to have enough to talk about but i guess we're okay we did it, guys. We did it again. And we'll do it again next week for the live show for a longer time. The live show. Uh, do the gift exchange. You can exchange yeah. gifts. You don't even have to be in Lawrence, but you have to mail your gift in. Yeah, I would say even by now at a week out, if you're not in Lawrence, you're really going to have to. Uh, I would say maybe at this point, uh, it's not worth mailing a gift for the gift exchange unless you're really hyped. I just feel like mailing a, having to spend like $30 to mail a $5 gift for an exchange for a live podcast. I'm just going to say, if you haven't mailed it by now and you can't get it here uh, by hand, it's probably too late. And but, I'm going to counterpoint and say, do it. Do it. Why not? Life's too short. Here, uh, yeah. Do what makes you happy either way. Yeah. That's all we want is for you to be happy. 
more like don't spend that money to like get it here on time if that's not money you have to 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 blow on something like that don't drive it here because we don't want your, you to visit while there's a pandemic on mm-hmm. we like you but we don't want we don't want your germs it's not worth your life or ours mm-hmm. or any anyone's yeah even people who don't listen to our podcast deserve to live mostly that's true i mean we'd probably have to case by case that i hate like making blanket statements like that you know uh yeah yeah and my cat keeps trying to touch the the keyboard and possibly turn this off so we should probably go before uh before this cat forces us to leave it's bored with the podcast (laughs) she's like fuck you guys yep and fuck your podcast Double deuce. Double deuce. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Yeah, live show, holiday show, episode 267. Live on Zoom. Yeah, on December the 19th. It's a Saturday. It's at 8 p.m.? Yeah, that's at least uh, 8 p.m. We might not start the episode episode at 8 p.m., but we will be like, uh, you know, being social by 8 p.m., and we will start... Sometime before too long after that. If you want to get the link, you can find it on the Double Deuce Facebook page, Double Deuce Podcast. Yeah, there's uh, the event. It's also, I've been uh, putting it on all the uh, Facebook and Twitter posts whenever an episode drops. So it's easy to track down. Go to that event and it'll give you all the information you need to be able to jump in on it. Come join us and don't forget to join in the awesome gift exchange. Details of that were on the episode. Yes, and uh, yeah, uh, jump in on that. Uh, it'll be fun. The whole thing will be fun. Come watch it. Why won't you come watch it? Please come watch it. We we need you to watch it. Yeah, okay, now you're now you're sounding desperate. That's true. Sorry, we don't need you at all. Don't come. Maybe went too far the other way. Somewhere. Oh between. man, I got a Goldilocks. This. Uh, maybe come, please. Perfect. This has been Double Deuce Podcast. If you thought the intro sounded bad. This outro sounds even worse. Thank you for listening to the Double Deuce Podcast. We'd love it if you wanted to get a hold of us and let us know what you thought. You can reach us at doubledeucepod at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at doubledeucepod or Facebook, Double Deuce Podcast. Yeah, and also you should uh, subscribe and you should rate and review and things. I hear that's good stuff to do and it makes us feel good. And on the inside. Yep, and the outside. Both. I was walking with a limp, and then Rob Schulte left us uh, a nice review one time, and then my leg was healed. I threw my crutches to the ground, and I was healed because of your love. Give me your love. I need to eat your love and grow strong. Double deuce.